BC, what's going hey, on? Man? What's happening? Not much. Just uh, another day in the life, you know, in the quarantine life. <laughs> the Q life. Yeah. Q no, life. I got I got outside today. I uh, did some some yard work, some manual labor. You know. Just, Very nice. Very nice. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the toughness training right there. Yes, work on your women, womanly duties. You know, just got to take care of business. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, I was doing some school work today. You know, we got fake school online. So uh, I'm doing some fake school, distance learning, and it was all good. You know, just uh, checking boxes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. We were talking about earlier this, uh, the strength training. So you were interested in the program. I just posted something the other day about um, upper body strength yes yeah, so so what we'll do we'll link that in the uh in the show notes for anybody watching right now um to check this out and and the thing that just it struck me right away is because a you see so much like poor programming in strength and conditioning in general it's just like um you know just people either a doing way too much or doing stuff that's not really all that necessary and i just it, I just really like the way that you had it programmed um, for Cade and the way that it progressed very nicely. And, um, you know, it was, it was very relatable back to not just wrestling, but, but athletics and, and being, uh, you know, uh, a well-rounded athlete. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's obviously the goal. I, I'll just tell you real quick, kind of like my influences for it. Um, my new role at the high school is I'm the strength coach. So I have a strength class. And then I'm also working with the football team. At least I was the last uh, year. Hopefully we have a football season this year and we can do it again. But, uh, and I mean, I just got really into it. I think the uh, metamorphosis for me came when um, Kate was like a seventh grader and we really started getting into strength and conditioning and um, just wanting to, you know, I hadn't lifted weights hard for a long time and um, getting my mechanics back and my flexibility. And, and, uh, and so, that coupled with, uh, we saw Ivan Dolchev. I know you know who Ivan Dolchev is. And, yeah. and for you people out there that don't know who Dolchev is, he really did change um, the way I see wrestling training. And I was so enamored with technique. It was technique, technique, technique. And I just really neglected the strength aspect of it. And so he, he changed my philosophy a lot. And then I got this book. It's called Triphasic Training. You know, I'm, I'm doing a lot of reading now in the quarantine. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's really awesome. It talks about tempos and, and you know, I've, I've been on this thing about hip extension, hip flexion, but eccentric, concentric and isometric action and really trying to train all three of those with each lift. So, you know, my, my program is I have a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, it's a six day a week program for them. And so we, it really starts with getting a one rep max, a true one rep max, which most people don't know what their true one rep max is. Once you have that, then you just work with percentages. So it's like, 65 to 82 that's where we want to lift because once you get past 80 percent 82 percent of your max the bar slows way down and you can't move the weight as fast and you're kind of defeating the purpose the whole purpose is to explode right it's a control down a pause and a fire through whether you're squatting or whether you're um benching or cleaning you want to move the bar as fast as you can you get to 95 percent of your max it slows way down so like we're getting away from the sets of eight and 10, 12 bodybuilding type sets. Not that we, we don't ever do that, but 
fives and threes and quality. So uh, I, I heard another great coach talked about, I'd rather see you do 20 sets of one than one set of 20, right? And so this is going back to the same thing. If I say, hey, three sets, uh, five sets of three, now you got 15 quality repetitions as opposed to doing like you know, sets of five and get two or three quality repetitions out of each, uh, each set. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and what I like about that too is, is for wrestlers, like the lifting weights that, and the, the strength training in general, right? Talking about Delchev and their, their you know, rotational strength and things like that. Um, but the thing of the strength training has to complement your wrestling. Like for most part, right. We're weightlifting uh, earlier in the day or, or vice versa. And then we're wrestling as a, at the other point, point of the day. We have to be able to do both. So if I'm lifting and my programming sucks and I'm, uh, you know, not able to go into my wrestling workout or my strength training workout and perform at a high level, then I'm, I'm missing out. You know what I mean? So being able to, yes. Yes. To, to train multiple times a day and have my body feeling fresh and ready to go is, is, is important. It's, it's the most important. To address that is, um, I know, you know, I, I'm such a John Smith disciple that, you know, John says wrestle over lift. So I'm like, John says drill over lift. So, and we got to realize too, we're not John Smith and um, we need to be stronger than John Smith probably was to, to have even that, you know, a 16th of success and just wrestling's different than it was then too. And so, yeah, I think that, you know, where I get, where I get anxious is when they leave the way exhausted. I don't know if we talked about this before, like yeah. I'm so used to having it be, you, you exhaust yourself in a workout and that's how, you know, you got a good workout. And so sometimes um, the kids are leaving and we're doing those low reps and they're leaving and they, they feel pretty fresh. They don't look tired. They look pretty exhausted. Actually, they have more energy after they lifted. And as a wrestler, that's kind of like counterintuitive, but really that's exactly how it should be. And then they can go into practice and then get exhausted in practice. You know, that's the, um, the volume part. So we're, we're like practicing strength, right? So when you practice strength, you just like you, your high crotch, you want it to be fast and crisp and sharp you don't want it to be slow even though you need it you need to be able to execute when you're tired but we're focusing on that first pot of energy that atp and then and then that second pot which is a like creatine um atp and creatine lactate and the um aerobic aspect of it so it's kind of like really understanding what aspect right now and and focusing on that you know what i'm saying no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I love that. And so you said, so now you said that you guys are reaching the, the end of this six-week phase, right? So right. Where, where does it kind of progress through? Where's, where's your mindset moving forward? Are you going to change up the volume, change up the reps, um, change up the tempo even? Because, you know, as, as we get stronger and, and you can use the same weight, you know, and change the tempo, and all of a sudden, the whole program is completely yes. changed. It's different. That's that's a great question. 
I'm really trying, you know, because I have ADHD, so I'm trying to like stick to the same program for a full six weeks and give it a chance to actually work before I jump over here and see what this coach is doing and see what this program is. Uh, but I know it's working because he's gained like 10 pounds. Now, some of that is probably due to just burning less calories during running around in school and having the stress of school all day and sleeping way more. Um, but then I think a lot of it is attributed to the lifting we're doing too. So lifting, eating, burning less calories is, is making for weight gain. Um, I mean, that's a, if you're, if you're trying I, to, I plan on switching get... doing. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, I mean, it's like perfect kind of, if you're trying to get strong, it's like a perfect storm for like the situation right now. Right. Well, that's why it's a COVID opportunity, you know, and I don't mean to offend anybody who's actually going through something tough by calling it a COVID opportunity, but for us that are home and healthy and sitting around waiting, it is an opportunity. So, um, yeah, I, I, what I plan to do is just start doing some more running and doing some sprinting and more jump boxing and more plyometrics and put that in, continue to lift, probably go um, back to more bodybuilding protocol here for and I don't know if I'll do a full six weeks I'll probably do four weeks you know and kind of break them into four week increments now I started the six week because I didn't know how long we we're going to be in this right now it looks like it's going to be longer so now we'll do four weeks test four weeks test kind of a month at a time and just keep keep playing with it and see what I see what I like you know see what he likes so I want to get to our topic for the day too since we're talking about practicing strength yeah. right um, let's talk about practice and you wanted to address like um uh building a style and i wanted to talk a little bit more about learning and how do we practice so why don't, why don't you go first yeah so um for for me just building that style and and kind of identifying that style it all starts with you know the the beginning approach which you know i think it starts massive right like as we're you know beginners as we're learning the sport and we're learning i think getting a, a you know, quite a bit you know not an overwhelming stuff but a, a, a lot of techniques and, and styles thrown at us or at mm -hmm. our athletes and and then starting to narrow it down as we get better we 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 narrow down kind of our style and and, and how you know how we wrestle and the things that that we like to do um and that's not to say that uh we're one trick ponies or this is this is what i do but it's 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 more of developing extreme confidence in my best stuff beats your best stuff so let's see like let's put it out there you know what i mean um right so you're talking about like having, having a weapon right i have a weapon that i know i can take anybody down with, at least in my mind, I think I can take you down with. And then we sort of build around that weapon, right? Yeah. We were talking before, we were talking over the phone or, or uh, via Zoom about patterns. And as, as a coach and as, a, as, as when I go scout somebody too, I'm looking for patterns of what they do. This is what they do. This is what, this is the pattern of motion that they're looking for. This is, you know, with Cale Sanderson, I can see his pattern, okay? If you watch long enough, you can see his pattern. You can see uh, John Smith's patterns. You can see Jordan Burroughs' patterns. What I think is very interesting, and even though I can see his patterns, I, I, I can't tell how they fit together as well, is Kyle Dake. 
I think he's an interesting guy because he – how would you try to tell somebody to go out and wrestle like Kyle Dake? Like, that seems much easier to say, hey, wrestle like John Smith or wrestle like uh, Jordan Burroughs even. But wrestle like Kyle Dake, that's a hard one to figure out. Yeah, cause he just – I mean, he seems so versatile and so, you know, so adaptive to, to situations. He's, yeah. he's, you know, one of those guys that seems to – you know, I, even like fresh out of college, he took that uh, Greco match with like a, a, a world level guy and took him to the wire, like had a chance to win it. And, you know, and right. just, you know, to the type of athlete, you know, that he is. Well, you know, and I just watched his, uh, I just happened to watch him versus uh, Jaden Cox in the uh, Olympic trials from 2016 again. And it's just amazing that he could even stay on the mat with Jaden Cox let alone beat him in a match. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's another guy that it's hard to sort of figure out his pattern is Jaden Cox, you know? So I don't know, I guess as a coach, as a coach, I go, to me, it's easy to fit you into a style than to let you develop into a Jaden Cox or a Kyle Dake. And I still think those guys do have patterns. Jaden, you know, kind of flows back and forth. And Kyle, he does want that outside step high crotch. It's like a, uh, it's a right-handed outside step high crotch. That seems to be his go-to um, leg attack. So there's a pattern there, but it doesn't seem like he's hunting for that all the time, though. You know, like like uh, like Kale or John or or uh, you know Jordan. Yeah, it's almost like like a like a patience thing too, to a certain extent. Like they, I think you know Kyle like. And even Jaden sometimes is they're so confident in their stuff that they they can go and be patient and not force things and not really you know go into their patterns and then when when they when they know it's there or when they 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 start to pick up the pace yeah. of the match it's boom they can go get it and I think that's kind of what 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 I I love to see. Well, it, they got such a. What was that? No, continue. Finish what you were saying. But they just – they like, that's kind of, you know, what I, I love about both of those guys is is they they have that confidence and can go to that whenever they want. And not – you know, maybe not whenever they want, but they see the opening, they see the pattern, they see it, boom, they're going to pull the trigger. Yes. So I, I, I chalk that up to their unbelievable instinct and obviously it, uh, the thousands of hours they have sparring – and working through situations that they want to create on the, on the mat. I know that both of them are doing things to create certain situations where they can, where they can execute on a pattern that's already pre predetermined. It's a predetermined pattern. And that's kind of where I wanted to go with it because as a coach, to me, like I said, it's easier to say, okay, we're going to wrestle this Okie state style. or We're going to wrestle this Hawkeye style. And, and, kind of just do what, do what they do. Just teach kind of the same things that they're, that they teach either in Iowa city or in Stillwater. Um, and it's harder to say, let me teach you a bunch of moves and let you figure it out. Have, you know, a decade to train somebody. Um, I don't know if that's a smart way to go. I think you need to say, Hey, this fits your body style. What do you like to do? And, and then try to fit a style around, that once you have that information what are they good at what do they like to do um 
Were they comfortable? Were they not good? And then fit a style around that. But, you know, my main thing is like, I, I read this book a long time ago and then I started reading more about this subject. It's called Mylin, M-Y-E-L-I-N, Mylin. This book called The Talent Code. I don't, I would have it and show you it, but I have it uh, electronically. You could maybe put that, a link to that in the notes too. Yep. One of the best books for explaining how um, skill is built, right? How skill and talent is built. It's based on three things. The first one is deep practice and myelin. So deep practice, and, and, and that's kind of been my, my moniker for a while is like, if we're not practicing deep, we might as well go home. We might as well go home. And you, you know, anybody that's wrestled for me, with me, training with me knows how anal I am about little things in your foot and the knee angle and do it again, do it again, and do it till you can't do it wrong. And that is the essence of deep practice. And I sort of get, get that inherently, you know, I get that just, that just seems right to me. And I felt that way since I was in high school and, and trained that way. And it just really makes a huge difference over the course of your career. It's not how, what you train, it's how you train, it's how, how meticulous can you be about your technique and then repeat it. And so if you think of myelin is like, um, like a cable cord, right? It's a cable cord, but it's a cable cord that's, that's going from your brain to your muscles. And it's sending a signal like to fire to fire and it sends a signal, a coordinated signal, and it, it's an intramuscular signal and it coordinates your muscles and joints together. And this, the, the thicker that wire is, the faster the signal fires, right? And so every, with every rep, every time you shoot that low signal, every time you move his head and hit that ankle pick, that's wrapping another wrap of myelin. You're wrapping that nerve, that nerve, Insulation, right? It's like taking a two-lane highway and turning it into a six-lane highway. Go way faster, <laughs> right? The signals are so now you now it truly become subconscious because it just fires and it fires hard and it fires. And but without that myelin, it doesn't happen. But myelin is a living tissue, just like your muscles, right? So for three weeks, your muscles go. Right? They deflate, they get soft with your myelin. If you don't practice, if you don't train, if you don't do that skill, if you put that skill on the shelf for six months, it's going to be super rusty. It's going to be grass is going to grow over it. Okay. And I use this with my students. I use it in my PE classes as well. Like if I'm going to walk to that corner of the wrestling room, but we're in a, we're in a grass field now. And I got to take a machete and through to make this path to the corner, okay? Now I come back to where I'm at. And I go back to the corner. Now it's smoother. It's like run through it. And I'm grooving that space, right? But if I don't come back to that field for three weeks, the grass grows over. It gets harder. I can still see the path. And it's still there, but it's got like it's grown over. And... That's exactly the same way. And the more I refresh myself about that, the more um, anal I am, and the more, the more I'm on, uh, I want to continue to floss my teeth. I want to continue to keep skills fresh. I want to continue to, it's about like, sometimes it's about skill maintenance too, for like, you know, you got to maintain the skills you had. If you don't do them, you won't even maintain them. They'll get worse, 
let alone get better. So, and the same thing when you're uh, bench pressing or squatting, right? I'm practicing strength. I want to practice it perfectly. So I'm only going to do five perfect ones, 12, and have, you know, six of them be shitty, yeah. right? Thoughts. What do you think? No, I, I'm right there with you. And I think that's, you know, something that as coaches, you know, we need to hear and we, we need to implement much more of because I, I think, you know, we talked about uh, things that, that um, you know, people are doing wrong or I think that they should do less of, you know, um, it is having like to always have to train something different or always have, you know, this elaborate practice plan every day when, you know, come in and hit your skills you know, and, and perfect it, grease that groove and do it and do it and do it and do it until, like you said, can't do it wrong because, you know, having, having those skills and having that confidence and doing them, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of times, um, it just, there's no, there's no replacement for that. It really isn't. And there's a caveat to that too, because I, I do think there's a, a time block drilling. Okay, what I was drilling, you do the same motion over and over again. You're really not looking for any resistance. You just shoot, 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 shoot. Okay, but then you have to take it further than that. You have to put your setup in. You have to put the nuance in, and you have to use different setups and hit the hit the same skill from different positions, so you can continue to build myelin around that skill. Because otherwise, you're waiting for this one perfect scenario to present itself. And if it doesn't, like I remember when my oldest was was really young. He did so much block drilling, he would shoot in matches like he's drilling and get to the ankle and be like, okay, I, I did what I was supposed to do. I did, I did the drill, and that's not how it works, you know. So you train all around it, train through it, train, you know, break it down, put it together, go slow. Like, uh, like sometimes I go, how slowly can you do this right? How, I want you to go as slow as you possibly can. Or I want you to do it backwards. Do the move backwards. You know, and I, I got this from uh, Keith Massey in, uh, in Council Bluffs. He would always say, uh, rewind, 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 rewind that position, right? And, and then once you say it three or four times, the kids understand you're not starting over. You're like literally rewinding where you were, you know? Right. And then go back and rewind. And if you can't do that, then you don't really know the position. You know, that's crazy. I've never, I've never seen, seen that or even tried it, but that sounds, you know, just to, to reinforce it. I love the idea of doing it like as slow and correct as possible because you start to see those finite motions, those, you know, the little nuances that really make or break uh, a technique. That's actually in the book. It's about um, to uh, be more attentive to errors and you're creating a higher degree of precision um, with each firing. Okay. It's a higher degree of precision with each firing, which I think is great. They also broke it down into, these are the three rules of, of uh, deep practice, which is number one is to chunk it up, put it in the chunks. All right, number two is to repeat it. So repetition, repetition. Like when I was recruited to UNO by Mike Denny, 
like the one of the main things he was all about is like high quality reps equals good performance. It's like an it's an equation. You got high quality repetitions, good performance. Like they like they go hand in hand. And so that's always stayed with me and and that's right from the book as well. Um, and then number three is you got to learn to feel it. You feel it. And it's about attention. It's about connection. It's about building. It's about the whole, whole move, the whole skill. It's about alertness, focus. It's about mistakes, about repeating. It's about doing it when you're tired. It's about um, being on the edge of, of mistakes and the edge of like breaking through the next level, which is hard to kind of um, describe in this short time we have. And it's about really being awake with your, with your training. Like, don't just, don't just go through the motions, man. Don't go in there, sleepwalk through it and just do it. Cause I told you to do it, like get into it and absorb it. And that goes back to kind of like the, the, the second piece, which is, it might as well be called the first piece, which is ignition and being on fire about wrestling. And I know you can think in, think of the moment when you go, man, this is what I want to I, I want to be like them. And this is a worthwhile activity I'm doing. This is, this is worthy what I'm doing. And those people over there kicking butt and training their asses off, they're doing something that's worthwhile. You know, and what the moment you sort of recognize that and you go, man, I want that for me, is when all the hard work doesn't seem so hard. You know? Because this is extremely hard, what we're talking about. And it's mentally taxing, you know, mentally taxing. Well, me and Cade, we only get in. Go ahead. I was just going to ask you, so I just, on, on that note, like what would be your suggestion or, or maybe you have something that you do, a cue or something like that to be turned on, like to have that. Like, right, there's days that we walk in that wrestling room or, or wherever, or the weight room, and we're like, dude, I'm not, I'm not trying to do this today. I'm, I'm tired. I'm sore. I'm, you know, cutting weight, whatever, all, all the excuses that we have. How do you click it on, or how can we cue it to get there? Uh, well, there's all kind of gimmicks you can use, but I think if you start to really get ready for your workout before the workout, you know, like, you got to get ready to get ready. You know, you get your clothes right. You start thinking about what you're going to do. You start thinking about the person you need to be when you step in there. Um, and I'm so on fire about about wrestling. And especially when I was competing, that was not an issue once I once I decided this is what I wanted to do. But as far as for like helping kids or you know your your own son do it, like it just I think has constant reminders of who you need to be. It's like time to turn it on. Time to turn on your performer self and you got to perform in the weight room too. It's easy. The weights aren't wrestling back, you know, <laughs> and, but I, 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 you know, right. I do say this though. I tell my, and this is, this is kind of to just prop them up. Sometimes you got to tell kids they're great and then they'll start believing they're great. Right. Is like every time you lift that heavy weight, that is you're training your mental toughness. You're training mental toughness because you know, it's going to be heavy. It's going to be heavy. Right. You know, what it's going to be heavy and you're going to do it anyways you're going to do it anyways that's courage so you just practice a little courage every time you go in that weight room you're practicing a little courage right that's not like soldier courage you're not going to war you know 
pick up that weight. It's heavy. So what? And I think just continuing to sell that, that mentality. Some kids are going to get it easier than others. Some kids are, are going to resist it, especially your own children, you know. Um, but you just keep preaching it. They're getting it. They're getting it. Whether they act like they're not getting it or not, they're getting it. And uh, uh, I think it's worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. What are your other thoughts? No, yeah, yeah. just as, a, as, a, as coaches, you know, I think, it, you know, it's, it's living it too, right? Like, I want to be in the weight room with my athletes. I want to be uh, in the wrestling room with them. And, and if I see them, you know, being, you know, down or whatever, I want to, you know, I want to have the fire too because, you know, it is contagious and it is, you know, whether they, they want – wants it to be or not it's hard to be around people that are fired up about something and not catch it a little bit you know so you you know the culture yes. the culture of of your program or of your wrestling room of or whatever you're doing of your, your uh, weight room you know the culture of it and the the fire it starts you know from from within and from the bottom and and as we grow outwards it just it, it we can go up it infinitely I, I think you nailed it, and, and you, you talked about the culture, but the, the bottom line is it doesn't have to originate within the athlete. It can, it's usually a moment where they see something on the outside and they go, yes, that, I didn't know that's what I wanted, but yes, that's what I want. And it could be them seeing Josh Nolan uh, perform so brilliantly and, and teach so inspiringly or hit a skill so move like that. I want to move like that. Or you take them to a tournament and they get to see Jerry Abbott's wrestling. They go, oh, my God, I didn't know wrestling could be done like that. Man, I, that's how I want to move. That's it right there. Or, or they get on fire and they get something, they hear something, and they go, man, I, okay, yeah, that's for me. Right? That's worthwhile. And so I think as coaches, you know, it's our job to, to manage their stress, but it's also our job to try to ignite right, to ignite the fire, to, to get the ignition going. It, it really, it's really on them, but as long as we keep putting matches out there, right, here, put this, put, hey, this is highly flammable material. You can run into that. You might catch fire, bro. You might catch fire. Yeah. I'm putting gasoline everywhere, damn it. Yes, damn. Yeah, dude, yeah, I love that. Just keep, keep feeding, keep feeding, keep feeding, and at some point, they're gonna they're gonna take it and they're gonna it's gonna light and then you know once once it gets there it's easy to keep and it's easy you know to to reignite too right like um, yes just yes. as you feel maybe a little bit down or whatever you can snap back a lot easier once you once you have it or once you've seen it right and and we'll end with this I just wanted to say this last point like and this is straight from the book and. I read this book so long ago that I've stole it and I forgot I stole it from the book. It's like, I, if your kids are committed to a long-term wrestling, it's way easier, whether they're good or not, whether they're, if, if you ask them, Hey, how long do you plan to wrestle? And they tell you, Hey, I'm just going to try it out or I'm going to practice I'm gonna, just this season. Then they're not going to learn nearly as fast as somebody that knows they're going to wrestle all the way through college, you know, or somebody that knows they're going to be involved in wrestling their entire life or once their children are wrestled for that matter, you know? Um, I knew in high school I wanted my sons to wrestle. I knew that. When I was in high school, I knew that, you know? And so my 
commitment level was so much greater. And so kids that are, that are set out to rut, that want to wrestle long-term, they're actually going to learn faster and learn more with actually less time. That's in the book as well. So get that book, um, check out my workouts on, on uh, YouTube. Yep. And, uh, and we'll see you again next Wednesday. What else do you got? Yeah. Nope. Check out coach Creighton's. He's got a ton of content on there. Like we've said before, but yeah, these, these workouts are, are money and, you know, hit him up if you are looking for programming or, yeah. or suggestions on, on things to do. Um, he's been doing, been doing it for long, you know, long time. Plus he's studying it right hey, now. Make me feel old. I ain't old. I ain't old. Damn it. <laughs> I ain't old. So, but yeah, so other than that, follow us on all our social medias, everything like that. It'll be linked down below, and we will be at you guys next week. Peace. All right.